to meeting three of Frodgham Town Council. Um, so starting with item 39, apologies for absence. Do we have any apologies, Andy? Uh, Councillor Sumner. Okay, and we know the reason for that. She's at a conference, so she, she couldn't turn it yeah. tonight. Okay, thank you. Uh, item 40, any declarations of interest? No. No. Um, green goats. Okay, thanks, Bernie. I'll say my declarations of interest as it goes along, if you like. <laughs> no problem, that's absolutely fine, Ian. Uh, any requests from the public to speak? No, not any. Haven't received any? Great. Right, first item on the agenda, then, uh, item number 42, is our PCSO report, uh, which Lindy circulated, I think it was earlier today. Uh, I have to say, I'm <coughs> loving the new look. New format. Very oh, well. yeah. And it, yeah. Oh, I liked your older one. I yeah, thank one. you, yeah. I like the old one. Oh, I like, I like oh, the older one. Do you know what? That takes so much longer to do this. Oh, does new it? One. And it's not my doing, it's our, our uh, chief inspector. To, everyone's got Seven to have the nice. same format. <laughs> so, all those years I've been doing my own um, sort of my own updating. Now we've got to do that. But if you like it, that's great. I'll feed that back. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was really did. Yeah. I thought it was really clear. Is that me? Just in terms of kind of what's going on, activity. It seemed to be an awful um, lot of fires. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> As I was writing yeah. down, I thought, oh no. <laughs> but it's good. In, in a way, it's quite good for me because bear in mind this is over a two month yeah. period for yourselves. Everyone else gets a monthly report. Um, for other parishes because they meet every month. But it, it was interesting for me and, and my colleagues because when I send it through to the clerk, I also send it through to the beat manager for our area and the sergeants. And my sergeant was like, God, we've had a lot of fires. And he wasn't aware of it. And sometimes over a period, you can you, you have a fire there and a fire there, but actually when you pull it together, you think, Gosh, there's a pattern here, yeah. and we don't always see it, so it, it, it sort of focuses you a little bit more. I was aware of it because I was on on Saturday, Saturday and I went to three, three fires oh. just on Saturday. So I've got in touch now with Dave Buckland, who's the watch manager for Frodsham. I've sent him an email to see if there's anything we can do working together with fire to, you know, because we're coming up to Halloween and bonfire night, and that. That just gives them a license to, to do this sort of thing. So if they're already doing it now, it, it's not we're not in a very good position. Do we know really. who it is? God, we'll find it. you could reel them off. You know you know who they are. Can I, just ask, can I just ask you a question? Yeah. I noticed that there's relatively the same amount of fires that there are electric bike incidents. So are the people who are setting the fire making their escape on an electric bike? No, no. Oh, I just wondered whether Definitely it's not. <laughs> I'd like the electric bikes put on the fire. That would, that, would, that would solve a few things, but no, totally, totally unrelated. It is one to nip in the bud, however, because we've obviously now changed all the bins in Frodo, mm, so we've got yeah, big oh, recycling bins, mm. and the blue ones in particular are full of paper. So we wheelie bin fires have, well, have, all, on, have always been on uh, Saturday. Uh, there was on Fluid Lane four bins, well two properties that are together, four bins got satellite and if there was I, one near Green Gates as well. Yeah, yeah. But if what if this one on Fluid Lane had been caught by fire early, if it had been caught later, 
I dread to think it, it would have been a lot, lot worse. So it is something we are going to have to tackle with fire. We've talked about doing a school talk at uh, Helsby High School. We both feel that's probably not the answer. One, a lot of the kids that are doing it have been expelled from mm. Helsby High School or have, have been sent to other schools, so they wouldn't get the message anyway. And it can be seen as almost lighting the fire a bit more, part yeah. of the pun, and actually adding fuel to it. So um, we're, we're not going to go down that route, but we've got a few other ideas what we can do over the coming month before on the, the lead up to Halloween and Bonfire Nights. Marcel, I'm, I want, I'd like to introduce Sean to you. Well, he's taking over, he's going to take over from me. Um, no, he's, he's not. He's, uh, Sean, I'm tutoring Sean at the moment, but Sean's going to be the new Halsby PCSO. So he's come along tonight. We've, we've been on duty since 8 this morning. We've both stayed on late, but he's stayed on to see how a, how a council meeting works. But so what's, the, what's your surname, Sean? Sorry. Harry. Harry. But we'll work, as other PCSOs that have, had, that have covered Halsby, we work together. So we've got the, the we've got Frodsham, from Halsby and Elson that between us we will both cover. So if I'm ever off, then we've got cover, we've got Sean there. We were, we're on the same block, so we'll work together a lot of the time. So you'll see Sean around a lot. So I think it's important that, you know, if he can come along and introduce himself, I thought that, that was quite important. Hello, Sean. <laughs> Neil, can I ask? Obviously, in the lead up, we were coming up to that darker night, so we could have gone by night. Fireworks, have we still got kind of restrictions on where fireworks can be sold and what ages? Yeah, they can yeah. Sell? and we're, we're going, that's what I was going to say, we're, we're going into all, so there's seven primary schools that we're going to be doing talks to um, over the coming weeks. We've, we've just arranged quite a few today. Um, just about the do's and don'ts of Halloween, bonfire nights. Um, once they've reached high school age, again, you've got to, you're doing a talk to a whole assembly and they don't, don't tend to listen. But hopefully years five and six, they get the message, not just for this year, but for future years. So that's what we aim our talks at, years five and six. And if, if you've got any specific information that you'd like us to share, yeah. If you could let us know, because we are hosting a Halloween event on the 29th, yes. we're putting flies in on there um, about you know safety around yeah. bonfire night and things, and we've also got um, we're doing I'm not going to say it on on when we're being recorded now, but we're doing something for, for younger people, children, Brilliant. where they can go and um, maybe do um, uh, a, a treasure hunt. Um, so again, we're putting. We're devising a map, so anything that we we can put on the back of that in terms of safety yeah, advice. That'd be great. So yeah. if there's any form of words that you I'm want sure to use, sure we've got stuff that then. our corporate communications yeah. have produced that we can maybe rejig a bit and use and, and we can that. Put, we can yeah. put that on Brilliant. the back of the maps and things Thanks like for that. that. Yeah. Can I say to you what I say to the council all the time? It's, you know, send your comms to places like the vets because you know the impact of fireworks on pets. Oh, yeah. Is massive, and you know you only need to walk around Frodham. Every other house has got a, a dog or a cat, and and the issue really is, you know, who's buying the fireworks for the kids? Because the kids can't buy fireworks by law. Yeah. It's the parents that are buying fireworks and then providing them to the kids. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Could I just ask maybe uh, a question, comment? 
Have there been any arrests at all in relation to the crimes that we've come across? I'm, I'm tr not trying to be melodramatic. Um, just... um, I don't. I don't know because what you've got there. Let me just have a look. Cause... So what you've got there? Burglaries. Burglaries. Attempted. The theft, criminal damage. Must be another suspicious activity. I'd have to go away and, and, and have a look. Or you can make a request to Cheshire Police to get that information okay. yourself. Um, you can go on the website, I think, the director on, on here. Please refer to Cheshire Police website for a full breakdown of crime statistics for your area. So, uh, when I had a look, it wasn't bang up to date, but you can get, you can get some stuff off there. Thank you. Brilliant. Can I, can I say something about that? Yeah. yeah. So I sit on the. Sorry, can I add to what Neil's just said? Yeah. So I sit on the police and crime panel um, for Cheshire West, and it, it's been quite interesting because for a long time now we've had quite a focus on burglaries and thefts and acquisitive crime because principally the detection rates are very low in. Cheshire. So over, I think since the new chief constable's been around, we've got a new chief constable and new chief uh, uh, police and crime commissioner, and there's been a big focus on um, burglaries. So I think now the constabulary is uh, attending every report of a burglary, mm -hmm. whereas before you just used to phone it in and get an incident number for you know your insurance purposes if you were insured. Whereas now there is actually an attendance and they will come and see if they can gather evidence. So you're not going to see a response immediately to, you know, a conviction rate to some of those no. um, uh, things. But over time, it will improve. And I think, you know, it's really important as uh, councillors, because I don't know about you, but I get a lot of people telling me things that they want me to report in because they don't want to report it. So... 101 has been a nightmare because it's been such a way to get things through but I think the response rates now are down to uh, about four minutes six minutes the other day when I, I phoned something in so if, if if your residents can tell you things and you report it in it just sort of takes all the pressure off you doesn't it and then it's actually logged in the data and then we can hopefully get some yeah. focus on stuff and with regards to burglaries as well, as Lynn was saying, it, every burglary that gets reported to us is, is responded to. And our role as PCSOs, we have to do something called super cocooning. Don't know the word. Don't ask me about the word. Don't know. But it's something I believe started in Greater Manchester. where it, it's, it's, it's basically house-to-house -house inquiries. But also, on top of that, we then offer free um, property marking kits to residents and it, it feels a little bit like after the horse has bolted but statistics show that when a burglary happens in an area very often another one will happen a, 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 a little while after so it makes people aware so it is something that we're very interested in in not just finding the culprits for the burglary that's happened but ensuring that we don't suffer any further burglaries as a result. Well, it may be useful for the people who are listening in to get that message that you've just given. You know, yeah. 
reporting yeah. it rather than yeah. to um, yeah. To I, men. I, yeah, I can't. Say, I've, I keep always saying Ring 101. People yeah. say, well, nothing ever happens. Well, and I understand the frustration, but they don't see the police as we see what happens behind the scenes, and it's hard to explain to them what happens behind the scenes because some of it is not for public consumption. But you know, when people say the police aren't interested, uh, I mean this sincerely. I'm interested because if yeah. if something happens in Frodsham. It happens to me. That's how I I dread it. He'll, he'll, he's only known me a few weeks. But all, when he comes up on the radio, there's there's a, a grade one coming in. I'm like, please don't be fraudulent. Please don't be fraudulent. <laughs> because I feel you know that I'm part of that community. And I don't want it to happen here. So, and I'm not alone. I'm not anything special. There are other PCSOs and police officers that feel as impassioned about their areas as as I do. So we do care. I think on the whole, that's. We're very lucky to have you. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Okay. Does anyone get any more questions? Uh, yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. um, Neil. Uh, it is Andrew Cole. Um, Andrew oh, Davis. Oh, okay. Are you aware, I've been made aware by um, a couple of residents that there is uh, an illegal traveller site at the bottom of Marsh Lane. Oh, yes. um, we've just been there. I'll, I'll cover that. And I know. And some of the kids from that site are actually um, trying to break into the local houses. What we may call um, two of them trying to burn his gate down so they can get into the back of the house. Now, I have told him yeah. that he should lock that, and he said he would. Yeah. But he has, because he only told me about it on Sunday. Right, no, I've not been made aware of that. Um, I'm not aware that the traveller kids have been caused any mischief. It's normally our just our local kids. This is only so anecdotal, and I did ask him to ring it in. Right, right. So it's two families, two. Right. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you. Can I just say, I don't know whether you're aware, but you know, my little ward. There's a city apparently down I by. I saw the it pond. the other day, yeah. It's not as comfy as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and get that shifted to the yeah. When one of the fires that I went to on Saturday, the smoke that I saw was coming from that direction, and I saw the city, and I put a request in for that to be moved. Mm. So uh, they like to be comfy. Yeah, it's why not. In fact, yesterday I went yesterday expecting them to be there, and they went. They were under the motorway bridge. Right. So uh, well, they, they went to. They went, yeah. Well, that's exactly what they said. Said it's a bit cold today, so we thought we'd kill there. So. So we might not see There's them no about, but that's where they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Neil, thank you so much. No, thanks very much. Thank you. Take care. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Sean. Okay. So I'm moving along to item 43, and that is Cheshire West and Chester uh, Council elected councillors. And we've got Lynn Wiley with us this evening. Thank you, Helen. Uh, so, um, you've got me. Uh, Chris is uh, having to attend another meeting for, uh, for us tonight, so we're doing a bit of uh, div divide and uh, you know what. So, um, I just wanted to sort of start by really sort of acknowledging, uh, you know, how fantastic our, uh, particularly our faith sector have been since the, uh, the death of the Queen. Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, sort of phenomenal to see, uh, you know, the sort of community response, that big outpouring of, 
uh, you know, sort of affection and respect and um, acknowledgement for the Queen. And there were, uh, you know, it was so lovely to see all of the churches open and people, um, you know, sort of talking at a very human level uh, about, you know, you know how how the the news had affected them and reminded them. So I think it's a you know, cr cr credit credit to Frodham that we were at our absolute best in uh, in one of the sort of uh, darkest times in our perhaps immediate history. But but there we go. A um, couple of things um, from me, uh, from uh, Cheshire West perspective. Uh, I guess the, uh, you know, the, the, the really important thing uh, that Cheshire West is focusing on at the moment is everything around the cost of living. Uh, very conscious of the fact that we're going into, um, you know, the, the dark and cold times and, you know, with uh, energy costs as, as they are. There's, uh, you know, an awful lot of people out there who are, uh, you know, quite anxious and are likely to be struggling. So there is a, um, uh, a whole range of things being worked up at the minute. Um, uh, we're a little bit late to communicating some of that, but the plans are in place. Uh, I would really sort of try and encourage everybody around the table, because we all talk to a lot of people, and it's quite easy to get into conversations with people. So if you've got people who are worried, anxious, struggling, um, you know, worrying about very specific things, uh, I just, just speak to somebody on their behalf. Um, you know, there are uh, telephone line lines for Cheshire West that we can all carry in our phones. The help scheme, the homeless scheme. Uh, you know, think, things like that are numbers I just carry with me all, all the time just so that you can actually make phone calls in real time. Um, so, the, you know, most people have had their £150 for the energy rebate. There's a lot more help coming through uh, the government package. But if anybody's not or doesn't feel that they're able to access that or they're worried about whether it's, it applies to them, if they can get in touch with us, that would be... Um, Where could we find the numbers, Lou? The phone numbers. Uh, well, everything's on the website, Bernie. Right, okay. So, uh, I mean, I can uh, I can leave it with you tonight if you if you want. I can. I can look on the website. It's just that. I've... Well, I, I mean, we can take yeah. up time. I can give it to you now if you want it. But no, you know, there's, there's there's an awful lot on the phone, and it yeah. was interesting that you know we got a, a, a report of a sofa. If when you see the sofa, if you just report it on the report it app. It's straight into the system to get things shifted. Yeah, I, I, I had all, I was just making them aware of where um, the congregation of children were because they seem to have gone off out of sight. Mm. And I only discovered last week where they were. Well, uh, you know, the, the more we can all report as a community, the more likely we're all to get things uh, things done. I mean, Ian will be, um, you know, able to sort of back up here. There's a lot of uh, work going on at the minute to identify potential warm zones, yeah. uh, you know, public sector buildings. I'd like to declare an interest as the <laughs> Cheshire West and Chester Council employee. Thank you, continue. There we, there, there we go. So he will be turning up his wick and put, putting on the kettle in the libraries. And I think it's, it's just about, you know, sort of providing reassurance to people that, you know, there are places that are going to be open and there are, you know, but places where, you know, help can be, um, uh, you know, sort of provided, um, we're, we're hoping to do an awful lot more and I was talking to somebody today to see whether we can do something quite specific through some of our local schools, um, you know, just to help sort of families who might be going home to uh, new, new tea and cold houses, but 
but there we go. Uh, so it's all, all the B's from this point on for me, really. Uh, bins, I think possibly now, Frodger might have its new bins. Oh, have you still not got yours? No. I thought I was the last bin to be delivered in Frodger. But there are still some, I've noticed, being left on streets. It's, um, as, as you heard from Neil, uh, you know, it's the unintended consequences of uh, the bin deployment. Yeah. So, if you haven't got your bins, I'll take postcodes tonight and I'll chase yeah, through. I think it's October, to be fair, so I think it's, yeah. Well, it was, supposed, it was supposed to be end of July, beginning of August, no, no, but, yeah, you know, no, it's, it's, it's all a bit of a... I don't think there's a, anyone on our side, and then from, like, from Walter's side, uh, Ashton Drive, Clifton Pleasant, there's none of them. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any. Yeah. I'll, I'll, ch I'll chase that through, because it was... Not that one. Well, no, but the unfortunate thing, you see, is when, when, I mean, I was probably the last one near us, so they just stopped picking up my recycling because it was in the wrong box. Oh. So there's, there's some, some of that going on. I know yeah. some of our estate agents... So there's, quite... there's about 20 bins that have been left on Glasmere Road uh, near Keswick, Keswick Drive for the last week. To... Um, new bins or? New bins, yeah, they're just, they're just lying on the pavement. So presumably some, the, the delivery has just been dropped The delivery was place. dropped off, and but just these like, bins were left. I assumed that they were going I'll, to do it, but, I'll, I'll but every day they haven't. So that's on, that on Grasmere <laughs> Road, Keswick Drive, I think, that, that on the pavement now. They were left on the road before. Right, okay. They were fair this evening. Right, okay. Well, I mean, we, we, you do have to handle them with care because the, the lids are very flimsy. Yeah. So, sorry, folks. So, uh, if, if anybody wants an update on the bins, just uh, just give, give us a call or there is a number on the website that you can, uh, you can phone through on that. Uh, we don't necessarily uh, have an update on the tip. Uh, there were new plans uh, supposedly coming forward for the future of the tip. Uh, we all obviously know that the planning consent runs out on in August 2023, so there is now almost no time to design something, build something, and uh, um, you know do it within the timescales that we were absolutely assured would be more than adequate to uh, to sort things out. But I'm sure uh, something will be forthcoming. We have, uh, if you remember, we have the rural bus funding, the million pounds from government for the shuttle bus to run in Helsby, Elton, Grodgham, around some of our rural parishes. Uh, that was due to be uh, operational um, uh, at the start of the financial year. I was told that there's a meeting with the DFT tomorrow because this has been very delayed. Um, lots of mobilisation issues were a bit... Uh, short-staffed at the minute and staff have had to be deployed to the HS2 inquiry so um, I'm afraid our bus is uh, uh, on its way but but not here yet. Um, cycles, bikes, my, my other B, um, obviously the, the new cycle lanes are um, almost operational. Yeah. Um, uh, a little bit uh, of a, a delay while we, uh, we we patched up some of the other side of the road. Uh, the planting that was supposed to be in place is, uh, has, has slipped a bit as well and uh, we're in a little bit of horse trading at the minute in terms of 
who is going to replace the bulbs that were dug up when they uh, when they put in the the cycleways. Um, we're all we also uh, put in a, a a bid for a wildflower meadow down one side, daffodil replacement down the main side, but on the Frodham to Hellsby side, yeah. wildflower meadow. But um, I suspect that we've probably not got that in the uh, in this year, but might be be next year. Uh, one of my other bees is BT. Um, BT's commercial rollout has now officially finished in Frodham. So the good news for the 750 properties in the WA6 postcode that were not part of that uh, commercial rollout is that we can now uh, make an application to become uh, um, uh, fibre partnerships. We can set up uh, you know, clusters of residents who can draw down grants from government to, uh, to, to start mopping up. So if, if anybody's got um, you know, any of those hard to reach properties, probably mainly on the sort of south side of the uh, of the ward or the yeah. of the town out I in the... I don't think my road's got it. Uh, I don't think we've got it at all because I think they were going to have to put... They were telling people they put posts on all the grass verges because the cabling underground's all... So it's down, it's down Orchard. And it's, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. It, it might be, it might just be that Wi Fi's rubbish, <laughs> some of it's my, my computer's rubbish too. So it won't improve until you pay for a fiber optic connection though. So mm. you still have to, you start to get beaten to the mm. final bit. Yeah, but yeah. I've not had any letters through my door saying, oh, you've got a fiber. You're supposed to know by using the force or something like that. It's no, but most of my friends, when they've not got fast fiber, they get a contract for renewal. I so, rang me up and said we've got it, do you want it? Mm. Yeah. So, so that's what all my friends have had, and I've not had that. So it's probably because you're at work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for some of us that uh, languish on less than one meg, just up the hill. Just give them a bell. It's, mm. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's long overdue, so there are quite a number of Frodham residents who still haven't got anything more than three megs, so, mm. uh, you know, if... If you know of anybody, can you just please ask them to call I'm me and I'll. I'll uh, I'm moving in with Phil. Then. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple of things from the police and crime commissioner side of things. Uh, I was really pleased that the police and crime commissioner has sort of moved, finally moved on where I've struggled and failed for years to get action on fly tipping. And he has, in fact, set up uh, an environmental crime partnership with the police and the environment agency. And we've had our first prosecution. Excellent. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, gen gentleman from Liverpool who came and... Uh, and his van was taken. They crushed his van, didn't they? In, yeah. Indeed, which was a, a start, but we obviously need a, a, a lot more of that. Um, uh, there is a refresh of the um, uh, police and crime uh, plan, which is open until uh, Wednesday of this week. And there's also a crime and community survey um, available. It's a national thing uh, till the 26th of October. Um, uh, planning, uh, for those of you on the planning <coughs> department, I understand we're a little bit short-staffed at the minute at Cheshire West. Um, we had quite a number of people leave us last week, and so planning applications are unfortunately taking a very long time to, uh, uh, to process, as I can attest from my personal experience. 
But uh, when you say, did you say people are leaving or have left? Uh, there's a lot of vacancies on the team. Really? Yeah, it's a bit of a national problem that recruiting planners is, is not easy anywhere. Right. But, um, you know, at a time when we obviously need the economy yeah. Uh, yeah. performing. It's, well, obviously, uh, we, on the planning, we, um, we've had some difficulty with enforcement, haven't we? Yeah. In other words, we highlight there is a problem. Someone has built something without planning permission or won't do what they've asked, been asked to do. Hmm. But then when you speak to the planning department and you say, can we get some enforcement officer out to look at it? So it'll be a long, long time. If well, yeah. it's more than a year now. I'm afraid to uh, to get somebody out, unless of course it's a a, a, a dangerous uh, structure, in which case there's a different process for that. Or there are some, um, you know, un unprecedented things like we've got going down on the on the marshes at the moment. But I'm quite happy to update anybody. It's probably not for this meeting here, but in terms of um, you know what's happening down the bottom end of Marsh Lane. Okay. If you'd like to give me a call. Is it in hand? Um, yeah, it, it's in hand and it's in process, but um, the, pro the process is never uh, a speedy one. Right. So principally the only defence, even though the legislation is uh, nationally now very robust, uh, the defence of that legislation is somewhat compromised if the local authority has not made adequate provision within its housing assessment for the needs of the area and that when things go to appeal is what unfortunately gets in the way. So, um, there we go. Uh, on to some good news, um, uh, we have um, uh, had the notice that we are eligible to apply for an investment zone um, um, in line with the uh, recent announcement. So Cheshire West will be moving forward with um, uh, uh, an addition to its enterprise zone and creating an investment zone in Ellesmere Port. Our challenge as local, uh, local councillors will be to make sure that Frodham can benefit from being able to access yeah. those sorts of things. So that key infrastructure with things like buses and trains and cycleways to uh, Ellesmere Port is going to be key for us. Uh, we've also had half a million pounds for uh, very targeted employment support for people with disabilities and autism. So we've, uh, you know, we've, we've obviously got um, uh, people in every community that can benefit from that. Our allocation to the Shared Prosperity Fund from government is just shy of a million pounds. Uh, and again, you know, we're lobbying hard for Frodham to be factored into that Shared Prosperity Funding so that, you know, Frodham is connected to the investment. So, so is, um, did you say a million pounds? No? Yes. Okay. Is that for the whole of Cheshire West? So that is for the whole of... Cheshire West, it comes down as a, uh, you know, as a sort of a function of your Barnet formula, but uh, this particular part of the Shared Prosperity Funding is specific to rural communities. Right. So it's useful if you can have, as Frodham is, a rural community that needs to connect to some of the, mm -hmm. you know, bigger ticket items around uh, employment skills, economy, 
That's so although we are a, a town, we are considered to be a rural, a rural community. area community. Yeah. So we, we do come under the rural locality okay. for Cheshire West. So uh, yes, we are. Okay. We are. Is Fodsham in the investment zone, or is it just Ellesmere Port? No, it's just Ellesmere Everything's just Ellesmere Port, Ian. You know that. <laughs> but we're very close anyway, to Anyway, let's not go on that point, but um, right, okay, so planning applications will be minimised and where planning applications remain necessary, they will be radically streamlined, so well, as, probably as, just as well. As they are now, under the enterprise yeah. zone, so, you know, when you look at okay. everything that's happening in Ellesmere Port with uh, Protoss and things like that, there's a reason that all that in, inward investment is coming, and that's because of the... Okay, because the planning has gotten a bit... Reduced. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we've obviously also got funding through Bayes um, Government Department to do home upgrade grants. So for a lot of our properties in Frodham, where people have got um, uh, you know sort of off off grid energy. So if you're not on the gas network, a lot of people are using heating oil or LPG. You know. Um, so uh, there are grants for. Um, um, warmer homes around that. We've got a big chunk of money for heritage funding, so we're writing a new strategy which is out to consultation till October. Uh, very pleased to um, announce that Channel 4 are going to be filming something around uh, Harriet Shaw Weaver, our very own suffragette, born and bred in Brodham in Castle Park. Um, and that's probably about it from me. Going back to the heritage. You mentioned heritage that um, funding there. Um, could we get some of that for the um, pension shed, do you think? Uh, do, you, do you want my um, honest answer? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I, I begged, and, begged and grovelled and tried to get some money to, to replace the heritage boards that we've got on Roger Mide Street. We didn't even get that. <laughs> so we're going to fund those ourselves, but working with the, with the History Society. So okay. can I ask about first school buses from Fodsham to Houseby High School, which at the moment there's, doesn't seem to be a special school bus. Um, it, how much progress have you heard anything about? Uh, I have not. Right, okay. So is, is there a... It's quite a major problem at the moment, because it's just all for, all for Houseby High students. I'd like to declare an interest. My daughter <laughs> is a Houseby High School student. Um, they're all piling on the public bus, yes. uh, which is not sufficient for the number of uh, students. So, um, Houseby High School have said for, for trying to sort it out, which is that I saw this moment a month in, um, there's still no, still no special school bus. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is, is that um, uh, Helsby is one of our few remaining community high schools. So they choose to work with Cheshire West and Chester on their school transport arrangements, whereas uh, other schools that have gone down the academy route have you know, got a lot more um, opportunity to sort out their own transport arrangements. Good political point scored. And well, uh, not, not a political point at all, but it's always disappointing. I mean, uh, you know, I've been doing school transport at Helsby for ever such a long time. Yeah. And if, if we could only convince uh, more parents to buy their children a ticket to ride on the public transport, we might actually have a more frequent bus service at key times of the, 
the day. He's just an issue at that peak time. Have you ever been on a public bus when they get on at school? It's quite intimidating. Easy cannot have a vote in front of the next they do, but they, they're all sat on the stairs and sat in the aisles and stood yeah. up. They weren't the first time. It's a major problem for us. But it's yeah. a major problem every year. Yeah. It's almost like it's... I think a bus company withdrew from a contract for some reason, which is, which is why it happened. Um, anyway. Just while we still have you, uh, Lynn, item 50 is going to cover the rural market town group. Um, apparently this is something that was discussed by the council in 2020. I don't know. I don't think there's many of us that were actually on the council then. And in the absence of Joe, I don't know if you know much about it or you can help us with it. We've got to make a decision on it later. Um, so is this signing up to be part of the network? Apparently, yes. yes. Yeah. So I know that we've spoken previously about trying to get back the market charter and things. Yeah. Does any of that link in or is all this totally different? And so I think, I think the rural market network yeah. uh, is uh, you know, to, give, to give you access to a network of towns like Frodham up and down the land who uh, you know, um, do, do things collectively and can share some of the ideas that okay. they are doing. I think uh, you know it's a long time since I've sat around this table as a, as a town councillor, but the the issue of Frodham embracing an understanding of the market charter, so it can as a as a town understand what it can do, is would, uh, too many years overdue. Would being part of that group help us along uh, that route, or would it would it hinder us? It's it it wouldn't necessarily. Either or, I don't think. No, I just. I think it's access to very specific legal advice. So I think the whole purpose of, you know, I haven't been a town councillor since 2015, but we did have at one stage a budget to employ somebody to look into the legalities of the charter. Because it is, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's the remit of the Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. to change any aspect of uh, you know a, a, a market dispensation so you can't just decide to do things um, I mean Frodham's biggest um, uh, faux pas was not buying the rights to the market when they were offered in the 70s we have got something in hand that with the Cheshire West right. as well. okay. Okay. thank you any more questions for Lynn nope well, thank, you. thank you so Thanks, much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. So, item 44, which is appointments to committees. Um, so, Richard, Councillor Bloss, would like to join the events committee, uh, planning committee, <laughs> and amenities committee. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Does anybody um, have? I'll move that. Yeah. We need all the help we can on Excellent. <laughs> That's perfect. And um, we have Council Ross this evening. Uh, we can't put Council Ross on amenities because we I can't. think Rich has just taken the last place. I think he may have done, yeah. But we can't do anyway because well, he's, Rich is, not yeah, he's not here. I would say, can we defer it then until he's in attendance? Well, as I say, I don't think there's a vacancy. 
we, you could change the terms of reference to create a vacancy if you no, wanted. No. But if, no, we, we, if we, not, we, then, we reviewed no. all that earlier this year. If he's not here, then uh, I, I, not would, here. I would agree with that. Then. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Thank you very much, Richard. Uh, item number 45, which is to approve the minutes of the last meeting, which was held on the 25th of July. Everybody's had sight of those minutes. Is yeah. everyone in agreement with them? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's Helen, great. sorry, uh, sorry, Chair. Should we um, take a vote on that decision on the Amenities Committee, just so it's recorded with him not being here, or? Do we need to? Anyone opposed? I'm, I'm just saying that we've got two people for the same committee and we've appointed one and not the other, but we haven't really discussed it. Well, it's not here. I, 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 I appreciate that. Here, so no, what I'm saying is, do we need to formally record it or not? Oh. Well, we've recorded the fact that we've agreed for Richard um, to be a member of events, planning and amenities. If that means amenities is full, as Councillor Ross isn't here, he's unable to join okay. amenities. What I can do is I can get hold of Jim and just advise him as well. But unfortunately, if there is only that one slot available that it's gone to, to Richard, who is in attendance tonight. Okay, thank you. Uh, so item 45 was the minutes. Everyone was happy with the minutes. Yeah, that's that nice. Um, item 46 um, is the, just a note really, the Book of Condolence. Um, so uh, the Book of Condolence was made available um, at Roger Community Centre from the 12th of September to Tuesday the 20th and it received 73, sorry, 79 signatures and we have shared those pages with Cheshire and Chester so that they can be archived um, and held centrally. Can I just ask where this was publicised apart from the FTC website? So it was on the FTC website, I believe it was on social media. This was social media, yeah. I saw it, Twitter yeah. and Facebook. Twitter, Facebook, right, okay. FTC website mm -hmm. and notice. It's just I know a lot of people said they didn't know where it was. Yeah. And I was away, so... And there was one at the church, which you would expect anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there, was, there was definitely one at St Lawrence's Church. It was open for the same time period. Yeah. Um, and been well, I'm always a little bit... When people say I didn't know where it was and this and that, I think sometimes common sense needs to come into this. And where where would a book of condolence be? It would be in a library, a community centre, or a church. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be in Castle Park. Mm. Unfortunately, because that first I know, yeah. I know. But exactly. a lot of elderly people yeah. that are more likely. Well, from my what I've been told. There's a lot of elderly people that are more likely to want to go and sign the book of condolences and they still think Castle Park is open. Mm -hmm. And I mean, until I come back, yeah. I didn't know it was in the centre, so... Okay. Okay. We, we did advertise yeah. as, much, as much as we could. It was, all, it was always part of operation, the agreed plan yes. that we had in place, wasn't it? So We didn't get that call either, though, did we? We were supposed to get an email, weren't we? Joe would have had the email. I never got to the bridge. Joe was on sick leave at the time. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't get one. It wouldn't come to us as individuals, but it would go to the clerk. We did get something from Cheshire West and Chester outlining everything that was taking place. But it was always part of FTC's sub plan of London Bridge that the book would be in the community centre, wasn't it? It wasn't something we decided on on the day. No, it wasn't. Are those pages still available to be viewed? 
Um, no, not anymore. They've been passed on now. They've they been passed on, so the book of notes was closed on the 20th of September. But even in the archive then? If, once they're archived, they'll be able to be viewed, I'm sure. But as they are, pages have gone to Cheshire, West and Chester. And do they come out of the book? Yes. Right. Yeah, so they lifted out the book. So we've still got a book of condolence. Right, that's it. Should we, should we need yeah. one in the event of anything else happening? <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, okay, item 47. So the counts. Um, as you were, we've got a, a staff sickness um, issue at the moment with FTC. So the accounts for first, the 31st of July are not currently available. Um, we are at the moment seeking support from um, a locum um, that will then be able to take up and produce those accounts for us. So we should have the next one. How long can we go, Helen, with unsigned accounts if for uh, audit purposes? We can go. We've got a period of two, two stroke, three months to go without um, audited accounts. So obviously we won't have August either. No. And we're nearly at the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. I've spoken to Chalk about it so we're okay at the moment but we yeah. need to get um, a locum in place as soon as we possibly can and that's the priority is the accounts so who to who has to contact an agency if you want chalk oh right i've spoken to jackie weaver so um she's going to source locum for us it may be um that we may have to pay more for a locum so what i've um, asked for is uh, a loan for a period, initial period of three months. Um, Joe has been advised um, and is thankful that yeah, we, we're taking that burden away. Okay, Ryan. Um, by the time then we next meet, it will be November, so that means we will have three months of accounts not signed. Okay. Are we going to defer some responsibility or are we going to move it to PPR? To sign uh, we potentially can move it to PPR or we can host we can hold an extraordinary mm -hmm. to get those signed off. I, I was just thinking that or can we defer it to a chair, vice chair and a, another member of the committee to meet to go through it? I, I don't know. We could give delegated authority or move it to PPR. Okay. You're chair of PPR at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. Shall we pick up outside of here and just determine what the best course of action to take is. Yeah. Yeah? Mm. Okay. Hello, can I ask for, on behalf of my wife, I'd like to turn up the interest. My wife is on for Christmas Festival Committee. Um, if I've been asked by her for funds for the Christmas Festival, um, would they still be able to access those funds? And, and if so, who do they ask? Is it? Yes, they'd still be able to access those funds and if they go through uh, Lindy. Lindy. So, it's, uh, so both okay. Lindy and Liz have Joe's email, but probably for sending the, any email requests directly through to Lindy. Thank you. I think there's a few invoices at the end. So I've got a few things to yeah. sign here today. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, right, item 48 is the memorial path. So just really items to note, works are progressing. Um, we are still largely on target um, for works to be completed before Remembrance Day and the service that is held up there. Um, fingers crossed that we don't get much bad weather um, and we, we should be able to make that date. 
So all the paths have been closed. We've got red barriers up there and footpath closed signs for safety reasons. Currently the benches have also been removed, um, but they are being retained on site. Um, most of the edgings of the path are in place. Um, they're sto stoned up, so awaiting the topping and the stonework. Uh, sorry, the, the stone work around the memorial has been delivered to site as well, so it's it's looking good. I've asked Claire because we did have to remove a couple of ash trees. Mm. I've asked Claire yeah. to see um, if we can get some quotations to have a, a an opening ceremony, but also to be able to plant some oak trees yeah. um, again in remembrance of. Um, Queen Elizabeth's reign as well. It'd be nice to, to plant some oak trees up there. So I've asked for a quote to do that. I think that would be nice to do a formal opening and, and, and planting of those trees. Um, just because um, I go up for a fair bit of a dog, so you can still get all around it if you climb up for for footpaths. So it's it's not it's not fully closed. Um, and also, it might be. I'm not sure. I can't see one coming up that way. But there's no sign saying it's a Fudge and Town Council that are funding it. Um, so it, it's just like an anonymous um, building going on. It might be nice. And I have noticed one or two questions on local Facebook so about what on earth yeah. is going yeah. on. It's fracking. It's suggesting it's fracking. Yes, not fracking. As if you or have a wind farm, you know, which yeah, yeah. 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 is really nice to be careful not to get ill. I think we'll actually be on the edge of the fishing rod with that one poorly. There must be some signage put up like we did before. That never happened. Well, yeah, I think that was probably, it was down to Joe, maybe she, thought she yeah. just got missed when she got off, so. I just wonder if we, we did to say put a sign up, especially yeah. some signage. Okay, Lindy, do you have a chat tomorrow about signage? It just needs, um, just, just for the FTC funded. Yeah, or, or a picture yeah. of the concept or, you know. What's going to happen? Yeah. So yeah, that, that'd be so nice. Were aware. Then, yeah. and In the Muslim ship, it didn't last a huge length of time. Oh, did it go up? There were signs, yeah, there, I mean, there, there, there were several signs all over, all along the railings on Ship Street and they just come down. You can still see the plastic ties. Right, okay. So the problem is, I think if you're going to put something up, it has to be substantial. It needs to be hardy, uh, yes, absolutely. Probably not particularly helpful at this point, so I'll, I'll say I don't, wouldn't bother, but um, yeah, it be done for the time. Maybe we could just put some on Facebook or something. I was just going to say, same, just it take some pictures useful. and say yeah. on Facebook, is his progressing well? And, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. So it's something to boast about and I can see it's going to be really good. It's just at the moment, it's like for, for groups that I'm seeing up there, um, I was just like looking confused at why all this building work. Yeah, is and going I'm on. walking my dog and I can't sit down and rest my legs. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick that up with Lindy then tomorrow. So I'm going to have a look and, and yeah. see what we can put out on, um, on, on Facebook mm -hmm. about development and progress. And we might be able to put some of the concept photos. Yeah. Been asked to put something about um, you know, uh, Green Gates at the same time to say mm -hmm. it's underway, you know. Yeah. Well, I did that. And well, I know, I know you did, but. We, Perhaps the badge of Frontier Town Council would be, it would underline it, wouldn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, which moves us briskly on to item 59, which is the Ship Street play area. Okay. And again, just to note, earthworks uh, are underway there. Um, seeding and planting um, carried out around the end of September, which is about now. But point taken, uh, Pauline, uh, I'll speak to Lindy tomorrow and we'll see about putting something out there from Project Town Council mm. on social media just to sh share 
you know, developments and progress um, on the Ship Street site as well. Mm. Uh, item 50, so the Rural Market Towns Group. So just for a, a little bit of background, um, and from your question earlier as well. So the Rural Services Network, it's a special interest group of the Local Government Association. It's a member-only um, organisation. And basically it's, it's sharing best practice um, and rural experience. So um, they can also advocate on our behalf uh, or, or ensure that the kind of rural voice is raised on any agenda or with parliamentarians and decision makers. Um, as of now, I don't believe we've had to use any of their services. And their services were free of charge um, from the beginning of the pandemic period. Um, Knottsford Town Council, I remember, and Lynn Parish Council, I remember, within Cheshire, and Frodsham is a member. Those are the only members in, in Cheshire. But it, we get access across the whole of the UK to other um, rural area councils, either town councils or parish councils. So we can do, you know, benchmarking, you know, ask for advice from from that particular group, um, or ask for services of support. Um, it has been free of charge up until now, um, so we need to make a decision on whether we want to pay um, to continue with our membership. Uh, the cost of that is £40 plus VAT for the rest of this financial year, 22-23. So I don't think it's, it's much to ask, but it does give us access to a whole lot of other support, support and support, and support yeah. network. Yeah, I think personally, I think we should continue with it. That's a problem. Me too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So everyone has to for us to continue. Conference is Excellent. That's great. Then. Yeah. So we'll get in touch with Lindy, sorry, and um, an, an organised payment of that. Sorry, to Chair. With um, if we're going to be an active member of the Rural Market Town Group, we don't currently have an FTC member who would represent us as part of that Rural Market Town Group. So might it be worth looking at on our list of memberships that one councillor who would attend conferences or would attend meetings could also be an active part of it because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming for £40 there must be some meetings or some communications that go on yeah. that maybe we look at um, nominating somebody towards that. Would anybody like to volunteer to be part of that group? I believe it's done. Um, if it's virtual. If it's virtual. Yeah, I'll be quite happy to do that. Okay. Well, let's, uh, we'll check and see if we need, yeah, if it's a virtual membership. And uh, if so, we can, um, Phil, if you're happy, we'll put your name forward for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. Uh, item number 51. Uh, just really to note, uh, we've still got two vacancies in our Lakes Ward and also in our Castle Park Ward. Uh, we have had a couple of inquiries um, recently about co-option. Uh, one of them decided not to progress, they were sent the co-option pack, um, and the other one has only recently made contact and we've just sent the co-option papers out. 
to that individual. And we had another individual today that Lindy shared co-option papers with as well. So hoping um, we get some new some people uh, to co-opt onto the council to join us. So I don't think we need there's any action to be agreed there, but as and when we receive um, inquiries, we will, we will always send out our co-option papers. At what point, sorry, um, at what point do we get too close to an election to make it worthwhile? Is it six months, three months? I suspect it's probably the last full council before it would just be silly to co-opt one person for a month. It's only going to be what? More it will be a couple more meetings, so if we can get someone in for kind of this third quarter, within the third quarter, great, because we will need to start to think about um, elections year. and completing paperwork for those councils that want to remain um, as, a, as a member of Codgen Town Council, that we need to complete uh, paperwork so that our names, or those names that want to be, can go on the, um, the ballot papers. Um, can we put a note? to bring to the next full-time council um, an update for election. Because I know we have got some papers um, that we have to complete and there is training available at Cheshire West and Cheshire. They're not all that easy to complete. There's quite a, quite a dearth of information to go through. Um, and we've got a cut-off point. Lynn, would you like to come in? Uh, just to assist, Chair, um, when the election is announced and called, Cheshire West will put on sessions, so if people want to go to the session where they're, you know, walk, walk through paperwork and everything, there is a lot of support around that. Thank you. Is it worth, Chair, sorry, is it worth putting something on Facebook that says that we have vacancies? Uh, I don't think it's... No. I think it's getting too near. It's probably getting close to that time the where there'll only be one or two meetings before they'll have to go for yeah. election anyway. Um, okay. <coughs> we, yeah, well, let's, let's have a think and see what we can put on maybe on Facebook today. You know, if anyone is considering being co-opted, kind of now, now's the time to do it. Yeah. Um, as will be elections taking place um, in May 2023. Okay. Well, I'll pick that up with you then tomorrow as well. Uh, item number 52, um, grant scheme. So we did agree a timetable um, at the Policy Process and Revenues Committee meeting last month. However, um, because of the issues of, of staffing in the office, um, we've just not managed to um, complete what we, what we set out to complete. So, uh, as we've not got policy process and revenue meeting now until December, I'm suggesting that we actually amend those dates at today's meeting. So originally we were going to, we had agreed the opening date for the grant scheme of the 1st of September. That's obviously gone. gone. Um, I'm going to make a suggestion that we amend that to the 3rd of October, which gives the staff um, in the admin centre a chance to get everything ready in terms of advertising for the grant scheme. Okay. Um, so, suggesting opening date at the 3rd of October with a closing date of the 4th of November, that allows a full five weeks to submit applications. Should be enough. For grants. Mm -hmm. 
think we also agreed that the working group would be open to all councillors to meet to consider the applications. I'm going to make a suggestion that if we're closing on the 4th of November, um, that we would meet on the following Wednesday, to, but meet virtually yeah. by Zoom on the 9th of November. Um, and that for recommendation, the grant approvals would go to either the next full council meeting, which would be on the 28th of November, because PPNR is in December, or we'd need to hold an extraordinary PPR. Are we, if we're going to be on limited staff numbers, and we also have the Christmas voucher scheme going on, are we putting a lot of work on to part-time members of staff? Would we be better off deferring the grant scheme until January? We hopefully will have a local in place by then, okay. so some of the pressure should be on. Yeah. I think the Christmas voucher scheme is well That's underway. Well underway. Yeah. Um, the only other thing is I've got festival walks preparations coming up as well. I just think we're, we're putting so a lot. Is, like, are we doing that? No, but Lindy supports. Mm. Lindy, we, we've always given admin support to that. Yeah, yeah we have. Um, it's not. It's not too over. Well, she said. <laughs> Sorry, all the words came out of my mouth. <laughs> In terms of applications, we don't tend to get that many applications for the grant scheme. Um, it's very clear on the application form that if you were successful the previous year, then you wouldn't be able to submit uh, another year. application. So there's probably only about a dozen applications that we get. I think last time we did it, I think, I think we had a few more. But it's not that many, it's, it's in it the teams. Too many. It's, it's literally just a case of advertising it and then right. sending the applications. Well. Well. She's that bad. So, yeah. 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 I think we should be able to cope. Yeah. I can always get Brent in to come and help out. Is Liz just on the well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she is. So yeah, we're happy. So 3rd of October opening, 4th of November, closing 9th November, um, considering the applications, and then we'll take that to full council on the 28th of November. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, item 55, uh, again, I'm not quite sure um, of the reason for this, but the meeting in January, it was logged on our annual calendar as Monday the 20th, sorry, as Tuesday the 24th, for all of our full council meetings are always on Monday. Um, so Liz pointed that out to me, so we're just going to do a, a refresh and amend that date. So um, the meeting in January will be on Monday the 23rd as standard, um, and that will be in addition to um, the budget setting meeting on the 9th of January as well. So just right. um, to note your calendars. So budget, sorry, budget setting meeting is on the 9th of January. Budget so setting meeting is on the 9th. So we all need to be there for that one. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, item 54, uh, Clark's report. Don't believe we have no, no additional no. items, do we? No. Okay. That's smashing. Thank you very much. Um, I'm now going to move us on to part B, so I'm going to ask for the recording to be um, closed at five past eight. Okay, so we can. Um, part B.